the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry sunny bonani and welcome to the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast September is Tourism Month in South Africa and the 27th of September is marked as World Tourism Day internationally. We are continuing our Tourism Month theme on the podcast this week. My name is Suren Naidu and on this weekly show we gain insider insights from leading property industry CEOs, directors, analysts, developers and entrepreneurs. Tourism naturally is an important part of the property sector. And if you're talking tourism in South Africa, Cape Town must surely be part of the conversation as it's the country's and arguably Africa's top international tourism destination. And it's a big part of South Africa's post-COVID tourism recovery too. If you listen to sector heavyweights on how well things are picking up in the mother city from the likes of Growth Point, which owns or is a part owner of the V&A waterfront, and JSC listed Southern Sun, and City Lodge as well. As well as the politicians, one thing we know for sure is that Cape Tonians know how to talk up their city. Today on the podcast, we are not chatting to a politician, but someone who has been heading up tourism in the city for years. He is the CEO of Cape Town Tourism, and he is Enver Dumini. We are chatting to Enver about not just the boom in tourism in the Cape, but with this being the property pod, we are also talking about increasing tourism investment coming into the mother city. I know that was a long intro, Enver, but welcome to the Property Pod. Uh, thank you very much, Suren. So tell us, what's the latest on the tourism boom in Cape Town? I know the Cape is coming out of the traditional so-called low season of winter, but some of my sources tell me this has been one of the best winter seasons in the mother city. Absolutely, Serene. I think, uh, you know, as, as Cape Town Tourism, we, you know, we always strive to try and drive the volume of tourists into our city, both from an international and a domestic perspective. And when we looked at the latest figures around airport arrivals, um, international arrivals have surpassed uh, the 2019 numbers, so pre-COVID numbers already. And we're not even into our high season yet. And then when you look at domestic, domestic is inching closer back to 2019 numbers. So, yeah, I mean, we are buoyed. You speak to hoteliers, hotels are full. Conferencing is coming back in a big way. We were lucky enough to have hosted some amazing global events in our city as well over this period, including the Nepal World Cup. And yeah, so we are definitely on a good wicket. And we're hoping that this boom continues, especially in trying to make up for the significant losses that we've suffered as a sector during COVID. Thanks for that. Interesting you mentioned Netball World Cup. That was highlighted just this week by Southern Sun in its uh, trading update. South Africa has had over 4 million international tourism arrivals for the first six months of 2023, according to Tourism Minister Patricia DeLille. And a lot of these tourists headed to Cape Town. Is it still a case of revenge travel post-COVID? What are your expectations for the rest of the year with the peak festive season coming up? 
Wow, what, what a question. I, I mean, for me, always, you know, what, what's exciting about tourism is kind of that forecast for high season. And if uh, the current path that we're on continues, we'll definitely be seeing a, a bumper, bumper season. So when we look at kind of the airport arrivals, one of the things we have confirmed through the Cape Town Air Access Initiative is that uh, all the airlines have agreed to fly again this season. And some of them are even increasing their frequency. So that means that the demand is there, the forward bookings are there. You speak to hoteliers, they've also indicated that the numbers are up. Of course, domestic is still an area of concern for us. I think if you look at, again, um, you know, financial pressures on us, the level of unemployment, it remains a challenge. And we're happy that uh, the Reserve Bank kept the repo rate, you know, unchanged. Um, And we were hoping that there would have been maybe a reduction in in the repo rate, but I'm aware that they'll only do that next year. So I think for us right now, it's about a balance of making sure that uh, we can continue to deliver world-class experiences in our destination um, and continue to drive that uh, international and foreign exchange that comes to our country because of foreigners. So for us, it's critically important to continue to do that. We are expecting to have uh, probably the highest number of tourist arrivals into our city. If you look at the forecasting from the airline, at this stage. But again, what we remain is cautiously optimistic. We've seen that before. Anything can happen in the destination and globally that could upend international travel. So at this stage, we remain cautiously optimistic. But yeah, the signs are there that it's definitely going to be a bumper season again. That's great to hear, Enver. Let's take it back a little bit. For those who don't know you, I'm sure everyone in the tourism industry does, but this is a property pod and we have lots of different diverse listeners and readers. Tell us, how long have you been CEO of Cape Town Tourism and what uh, have been your highlights during this time? And perhaps share a little bit of what makes this sector so special for you and your city. So, I've been fortunate enough to be 10 years at the helm of Cape Town Tourism. So, I've seen it all from a water crisis to a global pandemic. And to be honest with you, my highlights are actually getting the industry through those challenges. I think to a large extent, when tourism is doing well, that means that the the time, investment and resourcing and plans have actually um, worked. And what's critically important for me, for me, definitely the highlights is just kind of breaking barriers as Cape Town Tourism. We pioneer a lot of stuff that people are not quite sure of. We challenge the status quo. And through that kind of heretic uh, approach, we seem to have succeeded as a destination. But I think for us also, it's the way we are set up in Cape Town is completely different from other destinations in South Africa and globally. Mm. Uh, you know, it's the public-private setup that we have here in Cape Town Tourism. So as Cape Town Tourism, we're not a government entity at all. Okay. In fact, we are a voluntary industry association that government trusts with funding in order to do its marketing and management of a destination. So we've been recognized by United Nations World Tourism Organization as one of the best models in the world. And it's purely because we understand that. We understand the flexibility and sometimes the limitations of government entities in responding to changes and adapting, et cetera, quickly enough that we've been fortunate enough to have kind of the best of both worlds, of both public and private sector. And I think that's been the secret to our success. And of course, a board that trusts us, an industry that supports us, and a government that allows us to just kind of get on with growing tourism. So yeah, I think, you know, we've been fortunate in this space and uh, we continue to do that. So yeah, I mean, uh, what I always say to, to, to my team on my board, I kind of live from board meeting to board meeting as a CEO. And so far I've survived a, a good couple of board meetings so far. Thanks for that insight. Enver, uh, really interesting to hear because uh, a few months ago we chatted to the Cape Town Central City Improvement District and that's another uh, really great uh, success story in terms of public-private partnership. 
just to let the team know that besides Enver being at Cape Town Tourism for 10 years, we managed to squeeze in this interview in a busy tourism month, and he stopped, parked off his car to do this interview. So thanks for that, Enver. Turning to property and investment side of things, it seems there's growing interest again in building new hotels, investing in refurbs, and creating new offerings. MoneyWeb reported uh, just last week about uh, Club Med coming into the KZN North Coast. And I see Growth Point's Canopy by Hilton Development for Cape Town is back on the cards. There's a lot happening. Even French hotel group Accor, together with Casada Investments, have also announced a few big investments into Cape Town, the Cape Grace, for example, and the first Pullman-branded hotel in South Africa that will be in the Cape Town CBD or is already. What have you heard? How important is tourism investment for the sector's growth? So, Serene, um, indeed, it's exciting times for tourism and especially property investment in Cape Town. Of course, as you would indicated with uh, the resurgence of interest in these areas, we do see the significant developments, of, um, like you've mentioned, you know, growth points, canopy, um, also Casada investments. And I was fortunate enough to have had and met with Olivia, Olivia and his team of Casada, um, just as we we're coming out of COVID and their ambitious plan what we are doing as a destination. We continue to be a growing destination with a lot of potential. And because we have the world-class infrastructure, you're looking at digital nomads coming into destinations. And of course, now with the Pullman brand as well. But also then from a local front, I mean, if you look at the, the Southern Sun guys, like you said, you know, you look at their numbers, Sun International, also really looking at their strategies around, again, investment, management contracts coming into the space. But then also when you're looking at private property, there's also a significant increase in that. We've seen the Airbnbs also in the growth in that and people using that as opportunities to leverage in growing their own income in a household. So we are fortunate enough that we see that. But of course, we need to find the balance of the more hotels they build, the bigger my job is in filling those hotels. So it, it remains that that balance around us. But again, what we find critically important is that these developments will not only simply just make for good press releases. In fact, what it does do, it creates jobs. So every single new hotel that is built, you start to create new jobs and new opportunities. And I mean, if you look at Cape Town's performance as far as uh, contribution to job growth over the last two quarters, it's been significant. And tourism is one of, and, and the business process outsourcing have been the biggest contributors to that. So you create these jobs. And then once these hotels are established, you need to then keep a team in there that continues to service the clients. And of course, then that means continued jobs and not just one or two job opportunities. And then the economy starts growing, but also it sets us, especially when global brands come in, that means also that globally we are recognized, you know, and the customers of those global brands that are loyal to those brands, whether it's Intercontinental, Hilton, et cetera, would want to stay in those properties as part of also um, leveraging the loyalty scheme and point system they have. Mm. So when you understand that and that investment in property, also that potentially when people are looking at securitizing these assets in time for pension funds, et cetera. You know, that also creates the value because they can see the return on investment. And as long as we continue to grow the tourism sector, grow the economy and make sure that the city itself is keeping up with its infrastructure, its safety, security, and making it also a great place to live for citizens, it therefore becomes a great place to live, uh, to visit, a great place to invest, to trade in. That is critically important, especially as we are coming out of, of not only COVID, but also kind of 10 years of load shedding, an economy that is ailing. So... Tourism is actually playing a far more significant role than it previously did. 
and we'll continue to do so as long as we get kind of the basics right and continue to market our destination authentically and making sure that we also spread tourism across the city and not just to the traditional tourism attractions. And that's also part of our mission as Cape Town Tourism. Thanks for that really good insight there. Going back to the investment side of things, what kind of new investment would you like to see to come into Cape Town and SA to take South African tourism to another level? Because, uh, you know, you talked about those investments, but it's not just post-COVID travel, but you often hear tourism leaders talk about the importance of Tourists asking, what's new? And when there's something new in a destination, then maybe there's more attraction. Yeah, so absolutely. I think because we have a high repeat visitation rate, what's new is always something that we focus on. And what we have seen is is that, of course, attractions are beginning to reinvent themselves. I was fortunate enough to be at the opening of the the Vista space at Table Mountain Edel Cableway at the lower station. That also now enhancing their product so that in the event, let's say, you know, the top of the mountain is closed due to weather, whatever reason, is that people can still have an amazing view of Cape Town from the lower cable station Mm. and also then have a different type of experience. So we're beginning to see a lot of pros begin to reinvent themselves, adding more to their stable so that they can continue to attract previous customers. And of course, new customers get to experience the same thing. But one of the things that I would love to see in Cape Town, if there was ever an opportunity for us to build, and when you spoke about the club met concept, for me, we don't have to, we don't have proper resorts on beaches in Cape Town. And that would be a great place. And if you look at our coastline, specifically in the areas Mitchell's Plains, Slamfontein to Musenberg, mm. it's a great place to start investing in that, especially from affordability. And I come from Mitchell's Plain, and the challenge is always around affordability of experiences, not necessarily cheap, but we all want to have and take our families to these resorts. We've got this beautiful coastline. We've got great service. And for me, if there was one wish, if we could build that in Cape Town, unfortunately, a lot of us have to go and travel up to the West Coast to go and experience something similar. And here we've got this gem of Cape Town. So a family resort that's that's all-inclusive, that can assist us around affordability, amazing experiences, and leveraging an amazing coastline, for me, would definitely be something that I would get excited about. It's interesting you mentioned domestic tourism a little bit there in that response. Last question, with international tourists being back in a big way in Cape Town, can domestic tourists afford a holiday in the city during the peak December season going into February, which is also a peak international season? It's a topical question, especially when it comes to flight prices and and that sort of thing, especially if you're coming out from Johannesburg or upcountry. No, so then, look, yeah, I think, I mean, as a tourism sector, we're also challenged with a lot of the increased input costs and having to make sure we can offer full services, electricity, backup, supply. That is affecting, of course, the profitability of any organization in the tourism sector. But at the same time, what we do understand is, is that the domestic market remains under significant pressure. And there's going to be trade-offs between, you know, school fees and a Christmas holiday. And what we are are cognizant of is making sure that there's affordability across the range. I think because a lot of international tourists come here with dollars and euros, they can afford the the luxury items. But what we mustn't forget, we've actually got a myriad of experiences from from five-star to one-star. And the affordability of the range is from the upper end to a more affordable experience. In fact, what we do do as Captain Tourism, we focus on what we call pocket-friendly experiences for families, for people that have a tight budget. And when you are in destination, the biggest cost is always getting here. But in destination, there's a lot of affordability from rooms that are, let's say, 500 rand a night through to ones that will cost you maybe five, fifteen thousand 15,000 rand a night. So we've got that spread. 
when you look at attractions, they're also making sure that they're keeping prices as affordable as possible. There are tourism passes that also gives you a lot more value compared to what you would traditionally pay for, let's say, a normal price. Also, if you happen to be a Joe Burger coming to Cape Town and it's your birthday, you can go free up Table Mountain. You know, so again, we, we are trying to do that. And we also have on our website 50 things to do in Cape Town for under 50 rand. So we are trying to definitely demonstrate to locals. But also, I think with the current pressure that people are under, and you look at also the, the weakening of the rand, what we are suspecting is that a lot of South Africans may not be traveling overseas again this year. So they may then opt again for Cape Town as that destination where they can, can definitely spend their time without having to worry about spending 40 rand on a, <laughs> on a drink from SAB. So for us, again, we continue to look at this. And as a tourism sector, we continue to try and find ways to make sure that tourism remains affordable and accessible for all our people. Enver, thanks so much for your time. That was Enver Dumini, the CEO of Cape Town Tourism. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod.